Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening and welcome to the forum. This is not the Fatback Four. This is not the pre-post-match stuff. It's just me and him on another fucking show. Um, usually what happens in the forum is, um, him being Kev, of course, um, but usually what happens in, in the forum is there's four people, there's a debate and uh, over four topics, but um, it's a skeleton staff this week because of Christmas. And so what we're going to do tonight is me and Kev have picked a couple of topics we're going to talk about um, and anything else that comes up in the chat. So, um Look, if you have anything that oh, with regards to football you want to throw in, I did see somebody bought some black pudding and duns at the weekend, uh, Garmac. So if you want to throw that stuff in as well, you're more than welcome. Because for the week that's in it, we're going to try to do shows like the midweek fix and post match and stuff like that. But anything else that um, anything that else that comes to your mind, just throw it in there. Garmac wants loads of future. We might get we might get in some pigs and blankets. Disgusting. Oh, I fucking hate them. Um, just just for the record there as well. Um, does Phil have COVID? No, not that I know of. Um, just the lads are all very busy. Kev, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Okay. Yeah, um, bit of an awkward week this one for me. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to Christmas. Can't wait to ha- can't wait to get the next couple of days out of the way though. Um, uh, are you like a child that can't wait for Christmas? I will be after tomorrow. I will be after tomorrow. After tomorrow, um, I'm all good to go. Okay, I won't ask why it's No, I'll tomorrow. tell you after. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, all right, leave it there. Um, but anyway, there's, there's a good bit to talk about. Um, just in reaction to last night's show where we were talking about VAR and, and stuff like that, we've yeah. seen the absolute comedy of um, your man on Sky Sports today. Um, what's his name? Oh, Dermot Gallagher. Dermot Gallagher, yeah. Um, absolutely talk himself into a corner about uh, the Harry Kane stuff, which was which was yeah. incredible. Um, the line that seems to be coming out of the Premier League and the PGMOL seems to be that he was in the air, so um, the tackle's okay. So basically, you'd have to break his leg in order for something to happen. But I have to, without going deep too deeply into it, Kev, the response um, and the reasoning behind what went on yesterday is absolutely farcical, isn't it? Yeah, it's the verbal gymnastics they're prepared to go to to exonerate their mate. Uh, I mean, at Daily ESPN on Twitter, did a great thread tonight of the standards of what VR is supposed to be and what it is. And the standards for what VAR is in Europe, what UEFA demand off of these officials. Kavanaugh, he's Chris Kavanaugh, he's one of the best VAR referees in UEFA, according to their rankings. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get much, much wrong. He doesn't miss much. But the high bar that the Premier League have self-imposed on themselves meant that to describe what happened yesterday, if Paulson described verbally what he saw, that Harry Kane made an attempt for the ball, his studs were down, there wasn't excessive force, the the VAR has to find video evidence to overturn that conclusively. And if he can't, he can't intervene. Because the are you telling? Are you, are you te- okay? So, so, the, so, are you telling me then that he's watching that and he can't see a guy he's sliding not, out of control? He's not allowed to. But it's a difference. Okay, he can he's see not it all day Because according, and this is only going off that thread that Dell put up. Mm-hmm. He said Kavanaugh would have given that, would have told him to go and look at that 
if it was a Champions League game because of the so bar, again the again UEFA set. Okay, so the threshold of UEFA set would mean that he would have to go and look at that on a red card mm-hmm. run soon. But the high bar that bullshit that they talk about. But, yeah. High bar is a weird fucking saying, anyway, right? It's almost because as uh, stupid as clear and obvious. No, it's, it's it's basically the Premier League saying we're better than everyone else, mm-hmm. and we'll make our own bar despite what everything else is going on in Europe, yeah. right? And basically the high bar tells me that he has to injure him significantly in order to get a red card. Or he has to m- not see what he saw. Like the one with Rubble. He could have turned but, around but, but, and described but, the Rob, Robertson situation by saying, mm-hmm. I saw him make the tackle. I think he got the ball. Okay. Then Kavanaugh will turn around and said, we've reviewed the video evidence. Robertson got nowhere near the ball. Now you can go and check it. Because he's seen <coughs> okay. something on the screen that contradicts okay. what the referee so, on the pitch says. So if, for argument's sake, um, Barry Devney says the PGMOL did what they want, correct, Gav. They don't do what they are told to do. Typical English mentality. Think they know best. It's not an. Eng- I don't like that English mentality. That's too much of a wide scope yeah. for me. It's a, it's a PGM uh, PGMOL um, mentality, and it's a Premier League referees mentality and officiate officials uh, mentality. But what I'm saying to you, what, what the whole point about this high bar is bullshit because you know somebody, Demagaller said it's the height of the boo. Now that's irrelevant to me. What you have to look at is you have to look at how the distance he travels, where the studs are, where he is in relation to the other player, and is he in control? Is he reckless? Yeah. Answer to all them, yes. Not, now, yeah. Paul Tierney in no way can turn around to Chris Cabinet and say, he went for the tackle, his foot was down, he catches him, but he, he, you know, he makes an attempt for the ball. If he says that, if he says that honestly, there is no way Chris Cabinet can turn around and go, I can't say anything because what he's actually said there is, Pretty close, close to, enough because it's fucking nowhere near. I know, I know. I'm just giving you the because uh, this is the yeah. I know you. I know. What, I know what you're giving me. I know yeah. what you're giving me. Yeah. But what you're giving me from them makes no fucking sense whatsoever. None, because you see, Paul Tierney could turn around and go, "Fuck, he could have caught him." I'm not too sure on that, right? And that's what should have happened, right? And Chris Cavanaugh goes, "No, he did catch him, and here it is." Or simply make them go to the yeah. television and look. Yeah. But apparently, the way the Premier League have set their instructions to the VARs, they're not allowed to get involved in certain situations. And uh, it, I sent you a link earlier on on Twitter of the th- of the whole thread. If you read mm-hmm. the whole thread, it explains it clearly. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really good, and really, I'd encourage anyone who's in the chat go on. But answer me, okay? So answer me this: It's a really good thread. Most of his are Dale um, yeah. ESPN. Most of them are right. The vast majority of what he does yeah. are, are really good. Does it make when you see it? Does it take away any of the fucking mess that they made of this yesterday for you? No, because it it, it clearly says at the end of it, it was a red card. They messed up. You know, they cocked it up. And the thing is, they cocked it up three times. They cocked and, it up. And by that reason, then, have they cocked it up because of the high bar they say and the fact that what you're telling me is... Combination. In, in some things, that they're not allowed to say anything. What the fuck yeah, are you there for? Yeah, it's a combination of everything. And I think that's half the problem. Mm-hmm. The referees, the PGMOL, don't want VAR. They don't want, They don't like the idea of their authority in the, in the middle of the pitch, being questioned by anyone, let alone being questioned by their own peers. Yeah. Well, then, because what do do is if Kev? the Atkinson story is is true, that Atkinson apparently at one of the VARs who overturned one of his decisions and said, "Don't ever do that to me again," then you you know the kind of mentality that you're dealing with with these egos, and that's what they are now. They're walking egos who think that their refereeing career is going to finish and they'll be on next year's "I'm a Celebrity" to get me out of here. Well, the only other option from the, the the option I will put forward then is to get rid of VAR and um, tell referees that they can make all the decisions on their own, but they will be interviewed after every game. I would, yeah. It, there's no reason. There's no then difference. Then, then, then they'll be answering to nobody on the pitch, but they're yeah. going to explain the situation to everyone that wants to know it. Because at, at, at this time now, we're sitting with all this technology, and if you, what you're telling me is true, that they're told not to interfere in certain situations, that's, that's horrendous because yeah. they have to review all yellow card incidents. They have to review that's penalty. The, that's what I was. That's what instance. I thought. That's what they're there for. Yeah, that's it's what like, I it's thought. Like, well. It's like when when um, Zaha goes through against Arsenal, goes down on the deck, gets a yellow. I think 
or gets a pen, one or the other, and they reverse it. Right? It's I'm nearly sure it's Mike Dean. It's at the Emirates. I'm nearly sure it's Zaha goes past somebody. I think I don't know whether he gives a penalty or he gives a yellow card for diving. I might have been. It might have been he gives a penalty, and then he reverses the decision on Zaha. No, I He's think he gave a yellow. Ca- I think he gave a yellow card for diving. Yeah. And they intervened and said, no, he was caught. So yeah. they gave a pen. But what I'm saying is, if if they're not allowed to interfere and the referee says, um, oh, no, he's jumped there and uh, he's dived, how are they allowed to interfere? I mean, the fact that he jumped makes no difference to me. It, no. it was just, There's no defence. Even Spurs fans will are saying that it was a, it was a red card. Yeah. Even Conte said it was a red card. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it changed the trajectory of the whole game. Yeah, you know, uh, and listen, the game's over and done with. It's a two-two yeah, draw. Done, you, you move on, and you start looking at yeah. you start looking at your next games, and you start seeing where you are. And Liverpool are three points off the top of the table, and and that's not what annoys me. What annoys me is that um, the bullshit you seen a lot of people yesterday, and more importantly, the official lines coming out of different things today is just like you'd be better off just staying quiet and going, "Listen, we fucked that up. Just say nothing, and you might go away." That's the best thing to do because Dermot McAllister today. Um, he explains the Newcastle one on um, Fraser, which is a <laughs> horrendous decision. And he's saying, "Did he actually?" Because I was I was in an interview at the time. I did, I didn't see any of Gallagher what he said. What did he say about that one? Um, Gallagher says that um, it's a penalty. He does right. say it's a penalty, right? Um, and um, what's his name? Liverpool player Stephen Warner, Warner is Stephen in Warner, the stadium, yeah. or, not stadium, the studio with. The girl, the blondie girl that does the Sky Sports. Um, yeah, I can't remember her name. But basically, the silence. And then the two of them go, I just can't believe that wasn't given. Like, you know. Um, and then they move on to, to Dermot McGallan and they go, right, this one. And he starts going on about um, how high the foot is. And, and your man says to him, but he catches him. Yeah, but what I'm saying to you is, um, Sue Smith is the, is the girl's Sue name, Smith, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he starts going on and on, and the Sky Sports fella nearly exhales while his heart was through as if to go, are you really saying this to me? And then he goes, no, no, hold on, I didn't say this. He just he completely blanked what he said and said he didn't say it, and then start going on about the height of the foot. It's um, it's madness. At the end of the day, Michael the in, there is spot on. But the, the height of this foot, his height of his foot, right? The height of the boot is irrelevant. All he has to look at is is he out of control? Is it excessive force? Is it dangerous play? Is he endangering a player? Yeah. Yes, is the answer to all them things. Regardless of whether he gets the ball or not. Yeah. I remember years ago, um, Jay Spearling playing for Liverpool away at Fulham. And he makes a tackle and he follows through and catches a fella and he gets sent off. Right? And the reason behind it was, you, it doesn't matter that you won the ball. You followed through, you took a fella's fucking sh- at the shin high and you cleaned him out. The fella got up and yeah. played, but it was still in danger, and it was a red card. You've seen it loads of times happen. You actually see a lot more in your in the UEFA Cup and or the Champions League, Europa League, where you look at it and you think that was a really good challenge, but then you look at it in the context of yeah, the follow through and yeah. the trailing leg that caught the player, yeah, and then you understand the rules and it's like okay, fair enough. Then you see the same challenge on Saturday, Wolves versus Leicester. Mm-hmm. And nothing. And that's the inconsistency. And it's the same rule book for everybody. It's yeah, just no, different it's, interpretations and different standards. It's just um it's it's just absolutely ridiculous. And and to not even to not even double down on it, I'd have more respect if he double down on it today, but he didn't. They just absolutely fudged it all day. And even even Sky rolling out ex referees to talk about this and they're even they're trying to fucking make out that, you know, there's some way a Tierney gets out of this, and B um, Kavanagh gets out of it on top of it. It's just madness. Like at the end of the day, between them as a team, the, one of them, the, the referee, should say, "I'm giving a yellow for that, but I'm not a hundred percent on that yellow." Yeah, and he is says, it a red? "Is it possibly a red?" That's all he's got to ask. He, all he has to say is, "Listen, he's sliding. His studs are up. You can see every single stud in the air when he goes at the true thing, yeah. regardless of what Andy Robertson's doing. If Andy Robertson, right?" avoids contact there and jumps him. It's a red card. Yeah, of course it is. It's completely out of control. Contact, intent, all of that. Um, What happens afterwards, all of that is irrelevant uh, unless until 
all you have to do is look at the fucking tackle. And for what we've seen today, it was just absolutely madness. But I thought we'd start off with that because um, let's get that out of our system. The other thing that happened today was a meeting between Premier League managers. I think it was a Zoom call. Um, and, uh, you know, we heard Klopp yesterday speak about, look, we play the 26, play the 28. We, we, we can't do that, we, you know, to the quality that we want to over the next couple of games. We need help. We've no problem playing football, but we need help with regards to timings. He's understandable. He's understanding, sorry, Kev, in the fact that, you know, he knows things are tight. He knows the schedule is tight. He knows that runs to the middle or end of May. He, like, there's, there's very few week, midweeks or weekends free, barred if you go out of the cup. And he's talked this really, really well yesterday. And um, it's come out that they're just going to continue. Yeah. They're just going to continue and do their best. Kev, this, for me, this is only going one way. And this is just yeah. going to be a littered with fucking. It's, al- it's almost as if Sky and BT have put the squeeze on as, and Amazon and said, look, we've given you this money up front. Where, give me my product. And the TV companies have put the mockers on the Premier League doing what's common sense. You're going to have some clubs with fully fit squads or near fully fit squads because they're on the other side of the COVID issue. You've still got clubs that are going through it. And you've got clubs out there that are about to go through it because the wave that's going on in the UK, we're on the outside looking in. So we're only going on what people are telling us and what we're seeing on UK media. And we, we know from our own figures when they're released over here, they're only a fraction of the of the real numbers. The UK is riddled. You know, I mean, I can't, I think the Boxing Day fixtures would be the last ones with um, fans in the ground. I think yeah, the government. Um, I think the government are going to take that decision away from the league. Mm-hmm. I think that decision will be out of the league's hands. But the idea that you can go with this thirteen plus one and play two games in forty-eight hours is um, is a nightmare scenario for every the, club. The word I heard, or what I read today, was if you have thirteen players, including one goalkeeper, fit, you can fulfill, fulfill the fixture. Fulfill the fixture, yeah. Uh, Chris Brack says playing at the city's hands. They have a soft run of fixtures and next to no COVID issues, but that can change very quickly. You know, you can go from zero to ten. Well, like Kev, I, I don't know what you would have done. For me, I would have called her off now, and I would have said to all clubs, "Listen, today is the whatever it is, the twentieth of December." And what we're going to do is we're not going to play a league fixture until the, until you have games that are due the fourth fixture in the new year, i.e. the fourth or second of January. And what we're going to do is we're going to take all the players in. You're going to go into those bubbles that you've, you've been in before. We're going to heighten the the criteria as to what all clubs have to do. Klopp has spoken about it, how, how you know extra things have come in and they're going to do their absolute best. And I would have said, look, the games on the 26th, the games on the 28th are out. And what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to clean this up in one go. We're just going to clean it up in one go and everyone goes out on the 1st and 2nd of January with a clean bill of health and we go again. Because I think you're going to do more damage over these two match days. Now, it could be wrong, but I think we're going to do more damage, Kev, over these two match days. And it's going to run, instead of just missing two and taking stock and going to the 1st of January, I think this, you could end up affecting four or five fixtures per team here. I think the... The biggest problem, I, I mean, look, you, you were right in what you said last night. As soon as the first case hit Spurs, they should have locked everyone down, every club down for 10 days. Mm-hmm. And you'd have been right for now. The idea that I think Klopp was talking about was, look, if we've got reduced squad size, then at least give the players a chance to properly, if you can only use 15 players, for argument's sake, on... The 26th game, the idea that you, you, you're going to be using the same 15, 15 on the 28th and the 28th, yeah, you're increasing and again the, and again four days later, yeah, you're increasing the risk that these players are going to get injured astronomically. So, even if you use your 23s to bolster your subs, you're still most clubs are still going to be using the starting 11, two games on the bounce. You can't keep that intensity going now. It would have made more sense if you're going to play one, play one, and at least give those players a chance to recover for the New Year's Day fixtures. Mm -hmm. Instead, it looks like the TV companies have said, look, 
we want our product on the 28th and it's the they're the Amazon fixtures from what I can think of then and they're the ones with every game is televised mm-hmm. so they've been told if you don't pay us this there's probably clauses in contracts and legal stuff that the TV companies will hit them with because the government haven't mandated a lockdown it's self-imposed so I think legally they're probably contractually obliged to play these fixtures now. Mm. Um, the, the only the only argument against that is, is that if you end up with fifteen fit players, right, and a vast majority of teams end up with fifteen fit players, you're not the, the chances of those fifteen being forced teamers that you would see on the pitch every week is vastly reduced. And then the product that Amazon or BT or Sky are looking for simply isn't there. Yeah, I know it simply isn't there, and you know. And like you seen it last year with, with with no one's in state, no one in stadiums, and it was like that's not the product you're looking for. It simply isn't, you know, sort of way. But business, business is business. Money makes the world go round. We all know this. And at the end of the day, if they're not getting what they want or what they think they should have, regardless of the situation, they will want money back on it. You know, and we're back into <clears throat> another year of, of Premier League clubs and, and Liverpool to 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 a, to a big extent saying, look, yeah. COVID is COVID, and and you know trying to do things that we wanted to do is, is getting harder and harder. Um, yeah, I think but, every every club has got... I mean, if, if you're, for example, look, I was on a Leeds podcast earlier. If you're in Leeds situation with their injury worries at the moment and then you're told, right, you're going away to Anfield and then two days later you're playing at home to whoever with the same squad that you put out against Arsenal because you can't get players back or if you are getting players back, they're not quite match ready. Are they, are they looking so at the same squad? Are they looking at the same squad that they had against Arsenal to play at Pretty away much. At I mean, they're on about, they might have two or three back, but they're rushing them back. So, you know, their they're, they're rest and recovery can't be right. Mm-hmm. So they're risking further injury to fulfill these fixtures. You know, and that's just one club. But imagine there's a dozen clubs in this situation trying to rush players back. Even players now say Van Dijk is out with COVID. Van Dijk, Fabinho, Thiago... And who's the fourth? Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones. They can't train either. No. You know, so I mean, I know elite elite athletes have certain dispensation, but there's no way in hell the clock will risk them being around the other players. So if they can't train, even in the space of two weeks, you're going to lose muscle mass. So mm. are they going to risk Van Dyke maybe re re injuring himself? By rushing him back into a game, no. Yeah, well, that's so that's the thing. I it's think not just I, ten, it's not just the ten days. You're talking maybe yeah. this could set th- players back two, three weeks. I think. Um, I think Van Dijk. I think the. I think the three, Fabinho, Curtis Jones, Van Dijk are eligible to play against Leicester away on the twenty eighth. Um, Thiago will be a bit later than that. Obviously, I think he yeah, he won't be available later. until Chelsea away. I think. Uh, yeah. Georgie, um, the Leicester City fan, says, are you resting your whole force team on Wednesday? We have under 6,000 fans travelling. We want that win in the Cup. Um, just under 6,000 fans travelling. W- will you get seven? Don't you get 7,000 tickets for that? Um, I think you get the whole Anfield Road end. Um, oh, Georgie, we're going to have a, b- a big chat about that tomorrow night on the, on the midweek fix, but I'm, look, I'm not going to tell you the piss yeah, off. I'm not really? telling you. But to be honest with you, um, I, just, I would see a... a, a I would suggest that both sides will go into that. We're in a, a really, really um, inexperienced sides, just because of Leicester's issues with COVID at the moment and injuries, and Liverpool were a growing COVID issue, um, not injuries so much, but a gr- growing COVID issue. I think um, you will see a vastly changed team. You know, I think the likes yeah. of Firmino will play because he, he only got so many minutes. You might see Kate. It all depends who do you want to risk, you know, and you have to weigh that up against the risk of him playing and then can he play against Leeds because he might be needed against Leeds because A, B or C could go down with COVID. It's not just a, what used to be just a, a you know, fitness, rest and recovery, you know, how many minutes has he got under his belt sort of conundrum for most games. It's now do I risk him because I could end up with fucking COVID on top of injuries as well? So it's so, so hard. It's so hard to um, plan. Do you know the situation with Robertson at the minute because of the suspension? Does the League Cup count or is oh, it I still don't know. A lot of people are te- a lot of people I've spoken to reckon that he misses Leicester, Leeds, Leicester. Those three. 
one of the okay, league. So if the league cup counts, then that's 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 what I, that's what I've been told by a couple of people. But again, that rule seems to fucking change whenever it feels like it. The reclaimer says yes. Okay, yeah. the league cup uh, counts. So does so is Allison. Um, so there you go. Um, but Georgie, I don't know me. I really don't. Um, I think it'd be a cracking game either way because I think um, both teams will kind of carefree go for that one and. The kind of chat I'm getting off Klopp is I don't think he's bothered over it. Simply, he makes comments after it's the game. Two-legged semi-finals. Two-legged semi-finals and should it be cut to one in a neutral ground? And, you know, he says, we're not qualified yet, but we're looking at that going, Jesus, there's another two games to throw in. If we have any games call over Christmas, that's another window that's gone. So, um, it'd be interesting to see what they do, Georgie. I'm being honest with you. Um, Reclaimer says it's an FA game. Um so it, it counts. Um, Chris Black still thinks it doesn't think the League Cup has counted. Loads of people have said it has. Loads of people have said it has. So I really don't know. If someone wants to go out and look at the real book again for me, absolutely go and do it. But Kev, you know, we'll get into the into the League Cup game tomorrow. We've talked yeah. about um, the mess that is that VAR yesterday. Um, what do Liverpool do over this fixtures now? Because... And I know it's a tough question because we don't, again, we don't know. Is there more positives? Is there, you know, when do players come back? But what do Liverpool do? Do they, do they go soft right. on Wednesday? Do they look you've to been just... off, you've been off You've been off Wednesday. You play the kids, you play the academy players because the, as far as I know, the, the under-23s haven't been playing. Right. And if it's a case that over the next three games, we might have to use one or two of them, let them get their run run get let them get their their minutes in in this game mm-hmm. at some point if we've got to play back to back for two days our main team that are there that played against spurs have to properly rest and recuperate and go again mm-hmm. and something has to be sacrificed if the league aren't going to help us out something has to be sacrificed and i'd rather they sacrifice the league cup rather than sacrifice rather than gamble with three points against leeds irrespective of the form that Leeds are in at the minute. You don't need a banana skin at this time of year, and you know very well that banana skins are right around the corner if you go looking for them. Mm-hmm. So I've been off the League Cup and just played the under-23s, give, let them go for broke, but nah. you got to look at the bigger picture with this one, I'm afraid. Mm, like, it, it's impossible to plan for. Yeah, you know, until, until the morning of the game, you don't Yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm I'm kind of of the opinion. I, I'm kind of with you. I think I think you might drop a couple in there just to give them some some minutes. Like we play Wednesday Sunday, don't we? So it's a, it's a de- it's a all Sunday things, morning though. Yeah, but it's all a, things being all things, all things being equal, it's a, it's a decent gap. If you know, if we if I said to you, listen, we're playing Wednesday Sunday. I think it's Wednesday, Sunday, um, Tuesday, isn't it? Wednesday, so Sunday, Tuesday. So that Sunday, Tuesday is a bit is a bit of a, a nightmare. Yeah. But it is for all teams. You know, there's yeah. loads playing on the 26th and then playing again on the 28th. Yeah. But it's impossible to plan for where you go, can I leave him there? You know, but if I leave him, say for him's sake, I leave a Firmino of Wednesday, right? And all of a sudden, two of the strikers go down with COVID. And then I have to drop a fairly cold Firmino into Leeds, you know, it's no one's fault that this has happened, but this yeah. is the way it goes. Uh, for me, I would only play the players if it's absolutely needed on Wednesday. Need the, maybe need minutes and give maybe them need an minutes hour. or just need to freshen up. Likes of Kate, the likes of Firmino. Um, I give Martin another run, things like that. Yeah, but I, but I, think he, I think he has to look at it in a block of, for me, he has to look in a block of Leeds, Leicester, Chelsea. Yeah. And he needs to see what he... Leeds aren't in great form, but it's still Leeds and, and they can come out and put up a performance at times. You know, you've seen them away at Chelsea. They were quite good. Yeah. But I think he needs to look and go, right, what mix can I get between 26th and 28th? Okay. To get me through those two games and then look to five days later when I go away to Chelsea. Because when I get to Chelsea, I really want, as you know, I want me Van Dijk back in there. I want me Fabinho back in there. Like, he could, he could literally just say to himself, right, I'm get, I'm going to try to get through Leeds and then I have Van Dijk, I have Fabinho, I have Curtis Jones back for those, for those, you know, that sort of way. Yeah. Um, and then I, I have... Joe Gomez, will, Joe Gomez will play. Yeah, Joe uh, Gomez. Joe Gomez you know, will probably not Phillips. Oh no, that's Ultra. Yeah, no, he's out with a broken jaw or something. But, but I think he has to kind of look at that. 
they kind of have to look at it as normal as they can, like a normal festive period. Because yeah. they're, what's happening with COVID is completely out of control. So is injuries. You just have to look at it as a normal situation where you go, right, legs. You know, who has the legs? Who has it in them to do the 26th, a bit of the 28th and be ready for, for Chelsea? Because it's a huge three games, Kev. Like, it's a yeah. huge fucking three games. It'll, it, for me, it'll, um, for me, it'll, I think these next three will shape the, the title race in a massive way. Yeah. You wouldn't want to be chasing more than you have to against City. Um, they're very good front runners with a gap. And if you give them more than one slip, they'll, um, they're well capable of taking advantage of it. You w- it's at three points. It's okay because we still got to go there and you can rescue something from that. You can get a win there and you're back level. But if you're five points, seven points, you can forget it because they're not going to make that many mistakes that we can capitalize on. Mm. And that's just the stark reality of how good they can be. I think, um, you know, we're, we're talking about these three games and how big they are and how it will shape a Premier League and, and how it will, um, you know, put teams in positions. Can Chelsea claw a bit back over these next three? Can, can City pull away? Can Liverpool overhaul City? Whatever it might be. But we touched on it earlier, the empty stadiums thing. Uh, that's the thing that terrifies me, Kev, because I think it's, I don't think it's huge for Chelsea. I don't think it's huge for City, but I think it's absolutely it's massive, massive for us. It is, yeah. For, and I, I'm not saying we need crowds to win games. That's that's not what I'm saying. But momentum-wise, and when you need to pull something out, out of those three sides, we have the stadium and we have the support base to go in there and absolutely make a mega difference to yeah. any game you come in, whether that's a league game. Um, obviously, it wouldn't be against City or Chelsea. We both played them at home. But I'm talking about a league game where we, you know, City could have dropped points and we need to win this one to go top or, you know, uh, make a gap smaller or something like that. You know, where the crowd are just like half five on a Saturday buzzing going into the place and yeah. we blow teams away off the back of it. And then the Champions League will be back at some stage and how long will the stadiums be empty because when they start closing stadiums you know how long is it piece of back when they're, they're going to open yeah that's a, it has to be a huge worry Kev it, it must be because it's a decision that rightly will be taken out of the league's hands because look that's a, that's a government decision that has to be taken at that level um, if it's left to the clubs You'll never see stadiums empty. But if it's a case that the government in their policy decide, look, this is what needs to happen, there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to make the most of it. And it's entirely possible because of the situation the UK is in. And you're seeing it across the continent with um, different jurisdictions in Germany having different rules, but essentially... You know, reduced capacities, be it fifty percent, twenty five percent, or no fans at all, have been commonplace for the last month or so. Yeah. So um, it's almost a case of the UK seem to be look. Let's get to Christmas. We'll, Boxing Day is the big traditional fan day out. It's the biggest revenue earner for the vast majority of the football league clubs that they'll ever have in a, in any one season. Their biggest day is the Boxing Day home game. Mm-hmm. So they'll try to hang it out for that, but I can see a decision being made between the 26th and the 2nd of January where the UK government decide, look, they're reducing capacity or reducing venues in size maybe to half to see how that goes. They'll test it out, see how their health system is coping up. But I, I wouldn't... I think if the Leicester fans are going to the game... Uh, Wednesday night, enjoy it. You know, yeah. it could be the last one for a while. Unfortunately, do you, do you think it could come that early? They literally go right. I think on the twenty seventh or, I think by the by the twenty eighth, they'll have announced the date if they're going to do it. They'll do it. They'll announce the date. You think you think the Boxing Day games get 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 to go ahead? I think they'll get to go ahead because the decision would have to be made a day twenty four hours forty eight hours in advance for. Well, they could, pull this out, they could pull this out of the hat tomorrow or Wednesday. 
They could, but well, yeah, that gives the people enough time to its travel arrangements. You know, yeah. they, they they can't tell the whole of the football industry in the UK, right, lads? Tomorrow you're shutting your doors because travel arrangements would have been made the night before. Hotels would have been booked. Mm-hmm. It would piss enough people off. And at the end of the day, these people are going. These people who make these decisions are going to going to have to go to polls at some point and ask to be reelected. Mm-hmm. You know they know this. They know they're not going to do this unless they absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. But I, I just feel like they're so late out of the blocks in making decisions that they'll ha- they'll do their best to get the Boxing Day fixtures out of the way. Maybe even the twenty eighth because you've got every club is home and away over those two days. Yeah, because Joe says the rumor is the twenty ninth there will be an announcement on new measures regarding that will COVID. be an announcement for the for the new year. For the new year, so we're all games from the from from the twenty fourth of December at midnight, no one's allowed in stadiums. Um Chris Brack says no one this PM, he doesn't want a repeat of last Christmas backlash. He's a coward, he'll announce it on Christmas Eve restrictions from the twenty seventh onwards, which would allow you to have that game and then like you know, soften the blow, you can go tomorrow, but you know, um you can go on the twenty sixth. Football Africa. clubs up and down outside of the Premier League and probably the top three or four, you know, half a dozen clubs in the championship. The rest of these clubs massively depend on gate revenue mm-hmm. to um, to tide them over. They can't keep putting the begging ball out for the Premier League to keep bailing them out. And they need these fixtures, especially the 26th and 28th, are vital for their survival. So, I mean, it was only dumb luck and pure ingenuity from the Premier League and the Football League that more clubs didn't go bust during COVID. Mm. A lot of money was ploughed into these clubs and a lot of the clubs have had to change the structures and how they fund themselves. But to have that happen to them again, who knows what would happen next time? Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a, a strange way, I think. And, you know, right, I think right up until probably Christmas Eve. And then if you get through Christmas Day and you haven't heard anything, obviously you're going to see the 26th. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if they'd done something around. Chris has made a sp- Wednesday. Uh, really good point there. The, the FA Cup draw for Shrewsbury against yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, that's massive. You know, yeah. that's. They that get 50% minutes. of the great. Yeah. And it sustains them plus for 18 the, plus, months. And they get the TV money because no doubt Liverpool are probably on TV for yeah. that. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they come up on the 20 on Wednesday. Today is Monday on Wednesday and turn around and go, right, listen. Um, to give people plenty of notice from the 26th um, onwards there's no games or from the 27th right and just turn around and go bang and then it wouldn't surprise me if they let the 26th go and told people on the 27th that it's we're shutting down you know whether that be on the from that day or whether from say the 24th of December they're going to throw a bit of carrot and stick at this where you know oh we let you go to this game but then after that you know we're being fair we're not taking this one next game away from you, but after that, you know, it's um, it's 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 all locked down. I just I just hate this. I just hate to think. I of hate it. it as well. I mean, Sean, was spot on what he said the other night when he was like, "Please don't make me watch this again." Well, none of us thing, like none and, of us enjoy watching this. No, right? and the, and the thing is, like, um, I said it when we won the league, we were lucky. We two games behind closed doors when we won the league. Now we didn't get to celebrate it in stadiums. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. I get that. And there's thousands and thousands that go to Anfield week and week and week and wanted to be at that Chelsea game when we lift the title and stuff like that. I a hundred percent get that. But you know, last season was just fucking painful, you know, and that's not me saying it because Liverpool just no, decided to stop playing football. It was because you're watching it going, do I ha-? like, first of all, I don't want to listen to most of the commentators. Right. And then I'm listening to piped in shit. And then I just, and so you're literally just sitting in a fucking silent room watching football. You know what I mean? And it was every everywhere. Minute, and they had games all day, day, every day. Yeah, to try, but that was to try to drum up some sort of, you know, will people Interest, stay watching yeah. all day. But they don't really, you know. Uh, you'd be amazed how many people love the fact that, you know, I know that game's on a half four on a Sunday. And I know it's a, like they, they literally have their weekends around half 12, three o'clock, half five on a Saturday, yeah. and two and half four on a Sunday. And yep. loads of people walked into the enough. But then it was Monday fucking at five o'clock and eight o'clock. And yeah. it was like every day of the week there was fucking Premier League games on. But yeah, I think it's, it's just um, it's one of those things where 
don't get me wrong, like you could have Liverpool side to come out and win the next 15 on the trot and all in front of empty stadiums, but it would take something away from it where you go, there's no one fucking watching this. Do you know what I mean? Bar, like you're watching it on telly, but that means fuck off. Let's be honest about it. Does. Liverpool done a good enough job of trying to keep the fans involved during that title winning season, you know, where they were like, we're with you and we're doing this and we're doing that and they were trying to big it up. But I'd say most players and I'd say all of them are going, not this again. It's just soulless fucking stuff. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And part of, it, it, part of football is how do crowds affect it? How do they affect players? And, and, and it's just, it's just, it's it gives there. players the extra 5% that sometimes they need in games. And to be fair, the players at Liverpool, Leeds, Man City, and I think there's one or two other clubs, they're all virtually fully vaccinated. Mm. They've done everything humanly possible to protect mm. themselves because yes. it was telling that these clubs are the ones whose fixtures have all gone ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, so they've they've given themselves the best opportunity to get these games played. But unfortunately, now they're being put into a position that they're being punished for it. Because as we saw with the Tottenham game yesterday, when you're fresh, when it comes to a second half against a side who's been playing four, three or four games on the spin, your fresh legs do tell. Yeah. So <clears throat> it becomes an unfair advantage when you've had a couple of days, a couple of games off, and you've refreshed to as best you can. And it's telling him, it'll tell him performances, and it just creates an imbalance in the league that will play out across not just Liverpool and Spurs games, but I'm interested to see how Manchester United recover when they start to play their games that they've got backlogged. And Brighton as well, another one who probably could have done with the the reset, if you like. Yeah, but Brighton have been unfortunate because Brighton have had games called off um, through no fault of their own. Yeah. Um, so they've been able to at least train constantly, whether they have COVID issues or not is irrelevant to them because their training ground has remained open as far as I know. Mm. So fine, they haven't been playing, but they have managed to refresh and hopefully for their sake, you'd think that they've addressed some of the issues that they've had in the last few weeks, you know, but for other sides, and I can speak, you know, clearly Leeds are one club that are absolutely riddled with injuries. You know, almost probably worse than what we had it last year, where even if they're getting a player back, they're rushing them back and they're they're picking up knocks on the back of it. So and they're fighting the re- they're they're in a relegation fight now. You know, yeah. so the reclaimer says uh, Man United have been doing double sessions. Well, I've heard all sorts of numbers like Man United only had seven players available and stuff like that. Um I have issues around what's gone on there with United and sports. I'm not going to, people know that, um, mainly because of the lack of information. And and people will say, well, you're being paranoid, but I, I don't know if I am. I really don't. And and like I said, and this is why I said last night, when when sports turn up and go, listen, we can't play Ren and we can't play Brighton at the weekend because of this, they should have just called it. They should have just called it and said to the TV companies, listen, the only way we get out of this is to pull this for 10 days. And we make sure that we get everyone, all our ducks in the line, so we don't have this going on. You see, if every Premier League player got COVID and you pulled it for two weeks, right, it's not a nice thing, but it's a much better outcome than what you're seeing now because what you're seeing now is just one team after another after another and the knock-on effect on Brighton is being huge. Um, and, and other clubs, you know, who, who are going to have to find morbidly more time somewhere and this is what Klopp was alluding to yesterday you know it's 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 just a strange one and um, we've about 10 minutes left so if you have any questions on football or anything else you want to throw in there any oh, random stuff throw it in there field whatever you want um, we are you looking care. forward to when you roast dinner for Christmas day yeah what's the I'm, one I'm, thing that if it was missing off your Christmas dinner do you think shit it ain't the same it ain't off, right uh, stuffing what yeah but what is it like? Not your packs or stuff, and if like that. No, no, so no. That'd be, no, be a proper stuff. Your mother makes it properly. Like she makes the stuffing. Um, it's definitely stuffing for me. If I turn up my mother, I'm going to my mother's Christmas day for me dinner. And if I turn up there, there's yeah. no stuffing. I'll just go home, <laughs> and I make no apologies about it. Uh, Gary Max says Yorkshire puddings. Yorkshire puddings are quality. Yeah. Um, Aunt Bessie makes the best ones though. There's no point in trying to re- replicate what Aunt Bessie does. She has does to be. There has to be gravy involved with a, with a Yorkshire pudding, though. 
homemade gravy, me. not pesto, yeah. dirty well, stuff. Um, let me see. Bajan says, Gav, with bread or biscuits. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, Torky says, Bajan. And then he says, Gav, with bread or biscuits. I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, favorite dessert? Christmas at Christmas. I don't do dessert, man. You, my, I got to put hiking boots on for my missus dinner. I swear to God. <laughs> um, do you know what I love at Christmas? Um, I love profiteroles at Christmas. Only at Christmas. Only at Christmas. Yeah. Um, the I used to love, when I was a kid, I used to love the Viennettas. Wait, hold on, hold on. Does my grandmother think, used to get the Viennetta. Does Beijan think here that we make stuffing with biscuits? Nah, surely not. No. No, it's, um, it's a sage. And, you get a lot of people using bread stuffing. My missus makes sausage meat stuffing. Yeah. Yeah, you make you can make the put the put you put the breadcrumbs in whatever you want. Yeah, the, uh, is Aaron gravy rich okay for Kev? Nope. Well, tell you what, best of gravy. You get the meat stock. You get a couple of oxos. Yeah. You get the vegetable oil, the veg water, and you slowly mix that together. I'll tell you what, man, you won't beat it. Garam Hack says, <laughs> says, "Jesus, God, say profiteroles again. Profiteroles. That's what they are, Andy." Yeah. I'm not saying it wrong. Stop doing this to me because I hate when I say something. People go, "Oh, I say that again," and um, like yeah, it ain't that's John said. Is it John Saltfield? It's on. not. But there's loads of biscuit talk here. Where yeah, the fuck you it's not biscuits? Christmas unless you got a tin of USA biscuits. Oh Jesus, yeah, <laughs> Jesus USA. Uh, I don't know what the story is with biscuits. Um, let me see. If you had to have turkey for dessert, what would be your dessert? Oh, for dessert, you, you okay? No, no way, no way. No, um, no. And I, I, don't know what, desserts, I don't know what I don't know what's going on with the with the biscuits. Um, <laughs> why the fuck you have biscuits anywhere near your Christmas dinner is beyond me. Um, but it's definitely, definitely, like yeah. you said, if you're missing something, um, if I was missing stuff after dinner, I'd be, I'd just walk in. I genuinely would. I'd just say, listen, man, I'm out of here. Um, Those parsnips for me. Um, look, I love yeah. roast parsnips. I, look, I actually love sprouts as well. But no, I hate sprouts. I, I, I couldn't care it's less good. about turkey. And no, we don't do the turkey and ham. It, it's one or the other. It'd be turkey and whatever turkey is on the plate is fine. But a good roast potato, loads of veg, and nice stuffing. But the turkey is best in a proper sandwich, and that's on okay. Boxing Day. Beijan's back. I might need to ring Beijan and have this out. <laughs> Gav, we use biscuits, crackers for you, I guess, and season them to make the stuffing. Wow. I know people have used bread, dry breadcrumbs for making stuffing. But yeah, you may, you can use breadcrumbs yeah. with, with onion and, and whatever onion, you want. Yeah. To, yeah. Um, biscuits and crackers. No, I've never come no, across that. No, I'll have to look. That cauliflower cheese is a must fuck off. That's fucking No, disgusting. that's just... Don't no. ever invite me around to your gaff for Christmas then I'll be bleeding whipping that out. Not a chance. Um, you know Forget the cauliflower cheese. Broccoli cheese is nice. If you do a nice... And just a standalone vegetarian dish, broccoli cheese is really, really nice. I used to make it when I was working, in a, was working in a restaurant. No, it's disgusting. No, it's good for you. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. Cranberry sauce. No. No, I'm no. not having them either. Um, let me see. Let me see. Dunk a custard cream in your gravy. Um, now, what are you doing that for? What's going on here? Uh, no, like my my Christmas dinner. Um, you always thought the chat here was educated. And yeah, no. So I lo- on my Christmas dinner, um, I love turkey and ham stuffing gravy. Um, no sprouts. I'll take any other veg. Just don't give me sprouts. And then I love. Um, Roast potatoes, mashed potatoes, and, and even then, um, I love croquettes as well. I'm a big fan of a croquette. Mm, yeah, well, I wouldn't love have one on Christmas dinner, though. Yeah, I got to have would, roast yeah. parts. I would. Right. Um, uh, hold on. Add these for fuck's sake, can we talk football? No, we've done all that. We've done all that. We've done, all, we've done loads of football talk. Um, I agree here with this. Um, where's it gone? Jonathan says, Jesus, there's some food sickos in this chat. There is cauliflower cheese and all. Would you fucking stop it? My aunt um, eats custard cream sandwiches. Oh, my God. Who said that? <laughs> Who said that? Mike, Mike in the world. Mike in the world. My aunt eats... <laughs> you can't put custard creams on a bit of bread. 
<laughs> That's fucking horrible. Um, oh, no way. No way. Uh, um, no. No. Um, Sweet potato pie. Yeah. Uh, Gar- hold on. Garmax says croquet. It's, what do you want me to croquet? Is that what you want me to say? It's a croquet. It's, you know what I'm talking about. Um, fucking Gar, I'll tell you something. Elocution lessons. Um, uh, croquet. God, I miss being home. One accent. Gar, where are you? I presume he's Irish, but where is he living? I wonder where Gar is living. Um, but it's a croquet. It just simply is that. Like, there's no other word. C R O Q U E T T E. Um, croquet. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, there is some. There is some. Um, there, oh yeah, no, I've heard of this boiling the ham and Coca Cola and cloves. I wouldn't go cloves. I have heard of Coca. Never heard of the Coca Cola before. <laughs> yeah, Coca-Cola, yeah, I've heard of that. You just absolutely lamp loads of Coca-Cola into the pot and put the ham in. Where you go. That I always know. That would, um, they would, the acid in the Coke would um, give it a really weird dark colouring. So. Garmax says, he's, Mark Garmax says, I live in Ramelton County, Donegal, from Walkinstown. Gar, um, I was only talking about Donegal today because um, um, my daughter seen a, a sign for Derry and said, that's fucking miles away. What, what's the sign for Derry for? But we're obviously on the road that, you know, the way in Ireland, if you're in Cork, they'll show you a sign for Dublin. It doesn't matter yeah, where yeah. you are. And um, I said, that's nice up there. I said, but Donegal is beautiful. The, the golf course up Donegal are amazing. And she was like, throwing the eyes at the heaven going, there's nothing that I can say without you mentioning golf courses in different places. But um, uh, I hope you're well up in Ramelton in County yeah. Donegal. Um, up there. Pigs and blankets. The next you'd be saying pigs and blankets are wrong. They are fucking horrible. Just, 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 oh, I can't. I can't do them. I just can't. Bacon and yeah, and sausage. I, yeah, no, I can't do them. Just have a sausage roll. Um, but uh, the ham. We used to. My mother used to make the ham. Um, still does. But when we were when we lived in the house, she used to make the ham, and she'd say to me, "I'm just going around to me for Christmas Eve." She'd be going around to our friends. And so I'm going around to such and such for an hour. Will you just make sure the water stays over that ham? You know, as you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'd be yeah. bubbling away, bubbling away, and you could be in and go, I oh, know, there'll always be a kettle of hot water on the go, you know, you pour it in. But we used to we used to devour the ham, you know, and you put the fork into it and you just take a little bit off and you go, that's bleeding lovely. That's mm. lovely. Um, and I go, oh, go on, have another little bit. And me and the brother. And she'd take the ham out, you know, she'd leave it there. And then that night she might take it out and she'd take it out and she'd go, you did just hear the raw, you know, it'd be a big fucking dick on off the side of it. It'd be like a bit of a mountain, you know, you ever see in the, in the, in the fucking, in the Arctic where the, the bit of, big bit of fucking, uh, big bit of the snow. falls off, yeah, yeah, yeah. falls off. Like it's like that. The ham looks like that. There's a big edge gone off it, you know. Uh, Garmax says, do you want to come and play golf, Gav? We do packs in the place I work. Um, I'll sort you out. Yeah. Email us at lfcdaytrips at gmail.com. I'm up for all golf. I'm already, um, I've already two booked in for next year um, with viewers of this show to go and play with them, believe it or not. And um, well, we're definitely looking at doing a day trippers golf day as well next year. Um, Mike, what is wrong with you? Red Steve, gone right off guard for the Pigs and Blanket show, as if you're ever right on, for fuck's sake. Could you give over? Um, tuna and banana, banana pizza. pizza. Oh, no, hold on. Mike seen what? this online. This was online the other What's day. What's the story there? Um, it was a it, it was a it was a post online last week sometime I seen it and it said um it was it was tuna and banana pizza it was horrendous looking horrendous looking um I mean cheese and pineapple is bad enough you know no, a pineapple shouldn't be on a pizza shouldn't anyway. be on anywhere near a pizza but tuna anything fish related should never be on a pizza and no fruit or vegetable no it's, definitely no bananas <laughs> tuna and banana pizza I see uh, Garmax has some beautiful courses up here in Donegal. There absolutely is. Trust me, email us and tell us where it is, and we'll try to get up um, next year and play. Um, Chris Brax says, Red Steve was always right on Gav. You don't fucking start. Um, he's been quiet <laughs> for the last couple of days, and that's the way I like it. Uh, Downtown Abbey says, I'm vegetarian, so my Christmas dinner will disappoint everyone. You're dead, right? Um, it'll definitely disappoint me. I've yeah. no problem with you being vegetarian, but it wouldn't be me. Um, David Glennon says, Tuna is peasant filled. I don't know if it's peasant food. Um, I don't know if it's peasant food. Granted, um, Jack of Potato. Just not, not That's a pizza. Serious question from Garmack. What about a live podcast sunlight when the world returns to normal? Yeah, that's definitely in the plans as well. But it's, we don't know, you can't plan anything. We have a guy that can plan something for us like that. 
like literally like that and go there there's a venue there's this there's that there's sound there's whatever we need and talking to him about a month ago and he went listen there's no point in planning anything because you could literally be planning right till the last day and then you turn around and go uh, you have to be closed by nine or you can only let fucking 50 people in the place so there's no point until everything clears up but we'll definitely do something um, when it all this will all this will all pass and when it passes like when it passes like we'd be we'd be Tron Kev on a bus in Cork and yeah. send them up to Dublin. Every we'll March, getting... April, we'll be yeah. back to somewhere near some kind of a normal. Exactly. You no, know, just got to get through these cold couple of months when people are all stuck indoors all the time. Get through these couple of months and we'll be grand. Yeah. Um, no, when this all happens, we'll try to get Kev up to Dublin and we'll try to get uh, Chris over from uh, from England and, and there's other lads in the pod that aren't based in Dublin that they go in. Uh, Garmin's no previous point with the Redmen. <laughs> previous point. Previous points with Redmen and Tall in Dublin were brilliant crack. Yeah, the, the, the tall lads we've been out with go a few times. They're good laugh. We need a quiz, says Martin. Um, you might get one if, if the football yeah, stops. Um, but hopefully we don't. Um, hopefully we don't. Uh, Club Domestic says tuna rocks, but only with jack of potato cheese and beans. Yeah. Chef's oh, yeah. brown sauce. Oh, this is a huge question. That is a massive debate. Massive. Um, the, uh, there's a very simple answer to it, but it's a massive question. Chef's brown sauce versus HP brown sauce. Can I throw Shit. a third option in there? Go on. Why are brown sauce? Daddy's. Daddy's brown sauce is the best one for me that I've that I've had. Okay. Absolutely um, lovely. Chris reckons he'll do the questions for the quiz he will in his bollocks. Um <laughs> Chef, no, Chef is too sweet. HP, I can't ever remember the last time I've had HP, but why are brown sauce for me is is deadly. Garmack likes daddies as well. Um, David Glennon just hates brown sauce. Um, I wouldn't be a massive fan, but on a, nice, on a breakfast roll, it's good. Get a decent yeah. breakfast roll in the garage or something. Paul says, um, I think you lads would be surprised with how many people turn up, make it a big venue. Nobody would turn up. We'd probably get about 50 and I'd be, we'd be happy with that. Yeah. Um, but we'll definitely do something. We'll definitely 100% do something. And let you people in here know about a force before we let anybody else know. Brown sauce is vile, says Chris Brack. He's only saying that to impress Red Steve, I'd say. Um, why are brown sauce is awful, says our Alison. No, why are is the nicest for me. Um, salad cream. Anyone a bit of salad cream? Not for me. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I fucking despise? Salad cream with eggs is lovely. Do you know what I despise? Um, egg mayonnaise. No, I despise love it. it. I fucking love it. As I long want, as there's chopped raw onion in it as well. I had, I when I am um, in a former life, when I drove for a living, and I used to have this young lad that was a helper on a van with me, and I used to pick him up in his house every day, you know. Um, I used to walk through the night, I did. And he came out one day, and I remember getting him in the van, you know. Now, he was a, he was a fucker for not bringing anything with him. I used to bring a bit of lunch with me, but, I'd, you know, we might stop off and get a bag of chips or something. You know, it was a long fucking yeah, yeah, night yeah. walking. But um, he was a fucker for not bringing anything with him. And you come out of the house and you go up the rock and you just stop in the shop here and you go in and stock up on a load of stuff for himself. And then later on, can we go here? Can we go there? But I remember him getting in the van one day and uh, getting in the van, bagging his plastic bag, tin foil, you know. So you get just a few sandwiches. He says, yeah, yeah. He says, I'm actually going to have one now. I'm starving. And he, I'm pulling out of the driveway. And he opens this thing up and I went, is that egg mayonnaise? And he goes, yeah, I said, get out of the van. <laughs> and he says, what? I said, out of the fucking van now, get out. I said, you have two choices. Fuck them out the window and go without or get out with them because I'm not staying in this van. I he cannot. For the, I can't. Um, he got rid of them. He went back into the house and gave them back to his ma. Um <laughs> There you I'm go. Surprised um, you didn't get chased out. Chased no, the road. it's my van. You're not fucking getting in it. Simple as that. Um, red sauce on chips, curry, and rice. No, I know a fella that used to buy a tree and one and put loads of vinegar in it. Vinegar and red sauce, and it was. Nah. I don't talk to him anymore. There you go. Red Steve, was this when you went out robbing Catholic converters of a night? Um, they're not Catholic converters, by the way. They're not, they're not a religious thing. Um, but um, no, Catholic converters aren't. They aren't, they aren't robbed overnight. They're robbed early morning. Um, Andy, you will tell you this. Um, yeah, okay, last question. Last question, right? And Gary Mack, who's going to send me an email about golf, he says, this is the last one, and I'm, think about it. 
This could open a can of worms. What makes the ultimate burger? So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two buns, and I want you to put in between that what you would like on it. Kev, go. Okay. Decent meat, not cheap, nasty shit. This to be decent meat, raw onion. Yeah. Um, mushrooms, bacon, uh-huh. and decent cheese. Wouldn't want too much. A bit of salad as well on the side, but okay. wouldn't want too much. I hate burgers that you got climbed to get into it. You got to yeah. be able to pick it up and eat it. I mean, I know okay. it looks like. A- <laughs> I okay. took into them that often, but you don't want too much in there. But decent, a decent quality meat, not cheap, shitty crap that you get out the freezer. Okay, I'll have the bun. Then I'll have, um, I'll definitely have some red sauce and mayonnaise mixed together, a hundred percent. Yeah, burger sauce. Right? Yeah, whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> um, burger, slice of cheese, another burger. Another slice of cheese. Jalapenos. Nice. Um, and if you can get me some uh, crunchy iceberg lettuce in there somewhere, I'll take that as well. Thanks. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Okay, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, less is more. Know. Red onion, iceberg lettuce, cheese, bacon, and a spicy chipotle sauce. Says Jonathan. Nice. I like chipotle sauce. Nice. It burns. takes the melt off, you know. Um... It, it's. I actually went down the shop <laughs> a little while ago, and I was getting a hot chicken fillet roll like you do in Ireland, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what a woman thought she heard, but she. I wasn't even paying attention. I had the had the young with me, and she gave me the roll, and I went home. And usual, we come in the house, we come in the door. He always looks for a bowl of cereal, sitting in his chair, bowl of cereal, kettle on, open up the roll, open it up, took a big bite of this thing, and the fucking burnt the mouth on me. She had to put this chipotle fucking stuff on it. And you know when you're not expecting something? Yeah, and yeah. It just hit me mouth, and I jumped, and the other was like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Um, but uh, watch that gear. That gear is is, is legal. Uh, Robert Allison says, bagel buns, iceberg lettuce, burger meat, ketchup, meat sauce from frying it. Oh, uh, that's my burger. An old onion ring goes a long way in a burger, says Paul. Yeah, a lot of people like that. A lot of people like that. Um, are, you, are you a person of a hash brown on a burger? I wouldn't have one on a burger. Oh, they're too, amazing. No, it's too much, I, know, I like them, don't get me wrong, but not in a burger. It's too much, mm. too much starch. Yeah. You know the way I love spice burgers? Right, yeah. yeah. It's a very so, Irish thing, so you got to explain it to... I can't explain spice. Type into Google um, Walsh's Spice Burgers and then you'll know what it is, right? Um, I love Spice Burgers. I'm going to do a barbecue, um, which is probably twice during the summer, right? Once because I don't want to make dinner. I'm come on, we have a barbecue. And another time when I just want to have loads of people around, right? Um, but I love, I love, love, love making um, the burgers and putting a, a half of a Spice Burger on with the burger. Uh, that'd be nice. Oh, it's, it's quality. And you see any news, uh, says Gar, flying, absolutely flying she is. Um, if you look up her Instagram, Sienna Steps, I think they put a video four or five days ago, and she's standing on her own, and she's she's has a private physio booked for the new year because it's impossible to get before Christmas. Um, so she's absolutely flying, and if we get any updates on that, we'll absolutely let you know. Um, Kev, I think we've done all right. Yeah, We're about an hour and five in or so. Um, people are just... I'd say they're absolutely starving now. Um, <laughs> absolutely starving after all that. Uh, Gherkins in a burger, says Clapton. Not yeah. a huge fan. I don't mind them. I don't mind them. Not a huge fan, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say no. Wouldn't horse them out, like, if they were in there. Yeah, yeah, they're in there, you know what I mean? Um, I'm all right. But um, that has been the forum. Um, tomorrow is the midweek fix. I've sort of line up for that. I'll probably just ask Kev. Come on again, um, but we're trying to do our best this week. Here we really are. Um, f- midweek fix tomorrow. Are we doing the post match on Leicester? If me we get a game, yeah, we'll come on and yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. There's a game on Wednesday, me and Kev will do Wednesday, and then uh, Thursday, Kev's back with Chris because they yeah. said they're doing something, and then yeah. listen, we're off, we're off. Thursday is mainly going to be QA, yeah, right? so it's, it's going to be totally dependent on you guys in the chat. Yeah, because um, we haven't got a clue what fixtures are going to be going on on the twenty sixth or not. So we're just going to wing it and throw, you know. But it's all going to be dependent on you guys in the chat, and hmm. we'll make 
we'll chat about whatever you guys want to talk about, basically. Ex- exactly. Um, we're off Friday. We're off Saturday. We're back Sunday for post match against Leeds, and we'd be we should do a fat back four as well that night. But, but listen, we're doing our best between now and the and the fourth of January. Um let me see, let me see. Um great news on Siena, someone says. Yeah, it absolutely is. Fair play, lads, great fun as always. Listen, we're doing as much football talk as we can and we love the random stuff. So we're going we're allowed to do a Christmas week. Come on. If there's any week we're allowed to do it, it's um it's definitely going to be Christmas week. Uh, you wing it, Keith will sing it. There you go. That's a great tagline from Red Steve. In fairness to him, that has been that has been the forum. That has been Kev. That has been Gav. Um, thanks for watching. Um, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, and yeah, just like subscribe. You know the usual. Um, sick fucking saying it now at this stage. I'm not. We just not say it anymore. Kev, nah. we just not say it anymore. No need. We just we just stop asking people to like and subscribe. Let's see how we get on to the new year. And look, right. people who can are we, here, nobody here. Can, can we make a, a New Year's resolution where we just stop asking people to do that? If they want to like, or they want to subscribe, or they want to share, or they want to leave a review, they can do that. If they don't, they don't. There's nothing we can do about it. Fair enough. They're they're smart enough. They know what what's right and what's what's decent, and what and what's good. not decent. Exactly. Okay, so we're just calling them it was not decent if they don't do all that. Perfect. Yeah, I like much. it. Right, well, take them all for self, which is deadly. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that's been it. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.